ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. The world's richest person, Elon Musk, wants to reach into your everyday life with an app that would do everything from payments to news, chat and streaming video. To do that, he's shaking up Twitter, which he bought for more than 44 billion US or 60 billion Australian dollars last year. It's now called X, but can you trust it? Today, senior writer at The Verge, Elizabeth Lopato, on why Elon Musk is risking so much to chase his dream. Elizabeth, it's been a wild ride since Elon Musk took over Twitter last year, since he walked into the headquarters holding a kitchen sink, strangely. Mm. Yeah, let that sink in, I believe is the joke. Right, (laughs) yes. Twitter has a new owner and it's beginning to sink in. Remind me, how much did he pay for Twitter again? $44 billion, (laughs) which uh, I think a lot of us agree the company is no longer worth. No, it's a huge, huge sum of money. And he went on very quickly, didn't he, to fire a huge number of staff. That was a move that he justified during a pretty tense interview Uh, with uh, the BBC. Expenses went from four and a half to six, creating a $3 billion negative cash flow situation um, and Twitter having a billion dollars in the bank. That's four months to live. Yeah, but a lot of people just lost their jobs like that. No, I understand. If you have four months to live, 120 days. In 120 days, you're dead. So So what do you want to do? Why did he do that in your view? I think there were several things in play. Mm-hmm. First of all, like Elon Musk is somebody who definitely thinks he knows better than everybody else mm-hmm. and has been very, very successful. I want to be clear, up until this point, whether you're talking about SpaceX or Tesla or even earlier ventures like PayPal, he has acquired a great deal of money and power in the tech industry. And so I think he had some really specific ideas about what Twitter was doing wrong and the places that they were focusing wrong that he wanted to fix. And so very early on, um, he was clear that he didn't like the uh, blue check mark of verification, which uh, prior to his acquisition was given to people like me who are relative nobodies, but it indicated that I was who I said I was. And he made that checkmark available for purchase, which led to mayhem. Uh, you had people impersonating brands and at times like, you know, doing direct damage to stock prices in that fashion. Oh, gosh. And you had a lot of just sort of general chaos yes. uh, almost immediately. Yeah. Right. And also, of course, he allowed people like Donald Trump back onto the platform, not that he actually joined back up, but... The point was, by doing that, he sort of alienated some of the advertisers, didn't he? Yeah, and it wasn't just Donald Trump either. There were a wide variety of people who had been banned for bad behavior who came back under Elon Musk. And so I think having not totally understood the thing that he purchased, he went on with his plan to change it to be something that suited him. So once Elon Musk took over, Twitter became very quickly a very different platform. 
Where is it up to financially now? In that BBC interview I mentioned that was recorded in April, Elon Musk said it was breaking even. Even, I think we're trending towards being cash flow positive very soon, like literally in a matter of of, of months. Um, the advertisers are returning. Um, the, but do we have a I sense of whether rates. Twitter is actually performing well anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there seems to be a fire sale on advertisements on Twitter. And uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, Musk is also trying to get advertisers to purchase some minimum number of ads. So Mm -hmm. to me, that suggests that it's not like great. Okay. So let's turn, Elizabeth, to what Elon Musk is up to now. He's changed Twitter's name to X. And he's dumped the famous bluebird symbol. Why has he done that? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. (laughs) I think it's a deeply stupid move. But this is just personal opinion. I think Elon Musk did not mean to actually buy Twitter. I think he made that offer and regretted it almost immediately. And once he was stuck with it, he thought that maybe he would address some unfinished business. He does have a history with X, and so I, I, I think maybe it's it's worth talking a little bit about the first time he had a company called X. It was called X.com. Mm-hmm. I believe he founded it in 1999. It was a, a startup, and, and I want to be clear, it had a very good idea, which was, you know, internet, internet money transfer was forcibly merged with another company called Confinity, and Confinity had a, a product called PayPal. PayPal was the thing that seemed to be working. So in 2000, he tried to rename PayPal, change the branding to X. You know, the the customer surveys at the time uh, indicated that people knew and preferred the PayPal branding, and they kind of thought X seemed sketchy, Mm. like maybe kind of porn. Um, Yeah. And so what happened was essentially a palace coup that was led by David Sachs, who is now one of the VCs invested in the current Twitter, uh, where Musk was ousted. One of the things that I, I think is true about that coup is that it was a really good idea. Um, because if you think about what X was in 1999, uh, it was an early version of what Musk sounds like he's trying to do now. So you're talking about electronic payments. You're talking about checking accounts. You're talking about stock trades. You're talking about mutual funds. Like the only thing that's really missing here is like quote tweet dunks and like some videos. You know what I mean? Mm. And the relative success of apps like WeChat, I think, have made a lot of people in Silicon Valley really excited about the idea of a super app. Right. So Musk wants to make Twitter a super app. That's right. Right. WeChat. What does WeChat do? That operates in China. And it does just basically everything. It's, you know, money transfer, banking, social media, all of the sorts of things that we do separately here in the U.S. And I'm going to take a wild guess. It's been a minute since I've I've been down under, but... <laughs> it's the same here. I, when I was there, it, it seemed like you guys weren't heavily using uh, super apps either. Yes. There are sort of two things that are true about super apps. And the first is that they uh, tend to take place in parts of the world where the banking industry did not keep up with the internet, which is certainly not true here in the Mm. U.S. And then there's also the case that like in some places, and China is sort of the perfect example, because there is an authoritarian government, that changes the environment such that something like WeChat becomes uh, more possible because there isn't the same sort of free market Mm. that is attaining elsewhere in the world. So Elon Musk wants a super app to operate in America and presumably elsewhere. But 
by the sounds of it, you don't think it would really work because we prefer things on separate apps. Yeah, I think we're all pretty used to that. I think that's like a big part of it. I also think that there's a tremendous amount of competition for for people's business and attention. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that we're seeing Mark Zuckerberg now attempting to steal Twitter's thunder with threads. All right. Hey, everyone. Big news today. Uh, we are launching Threads, an open and friendly public space for conversations. It takes There's Spill, which is a bunch of former Twitter engineers who have put together um, a, a small and I think pretty fun app. There's Blue Sky. There's Mastodon, which is an open source software project. So it seems like there are a lot of people who are interested in figuring out how to um, get some of Twitter's magic. Mm -hmm. The super app, if we're going to use it, X, if we're going to use it, it needs to be something people actually want to use, right? And if we look at how Elon Musk has handled, um, you know, a lot of the changes at Twitter, it then becomes a question of, is that something that you want touching your money? So it might come down to whether you trust Elon Musk with your money. That's right. <laughs> and like, there, there may be a market for that. There may be people who want to trust Elon Musk with their money. I just think that there are a lot of us who have been looking at what has been going on at Twitter and thinking, why would I give this guy access to my checking account? So Elon Musk, he took over Twitter for $44 billion with the ultimate aim, it would seem, of creating this everything app. He told a podcast recently he thinks it's going to be huge. It could become half of the financial system, according to Elon Musk. Essentially, if, if, if done right, X would, be, would, would serve people's financial needs to such a degree that over time it would become, I don't know, maybe half of the global financial system. Wow. Or some big number. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the number is, but pretty big. What do you think about that prediction? Well, you know, I've been following Musk for about a decade now. And if you are familiar with Tesla, you know that he says a lot of things and doesn't do all of them. Mm -hmm. um, that he frequently has what I would call very optimistic timelines for product launches. There are frequently uh, products that are announced that do not come to market. Maybe the best way to put it is that he says a lot of things, but he only does some of them. If he thinks it's going to be half the financial system, sure, maybe that's possible. But I, I do remember enough about, you know, SpaceX and the ambitions for putting people um, in space on SpaceX rockets that I am a little skeptical uh, that that's, that's going to turn out that way. I mean, he had this sort of Mars vision that so far he has not really managed to execute on in the timeline that he promised and frankly may never execute on. All right. So, Elizabeth, it sounds like you don't think this is a stroke of genius from Elon Musk, rather a pretty bad idea. <laughs> That's right. I mean, like, look, I get asked a lot whether I think Elon Musk is a genius. And the answer is I think he's a marketing genius. I think he's pretty good at marketing. I think he has made a very good brand image for himself starting in the early 2000s. And I think he has carried out a remarkable uh, approach to marketing at Tesla. He has not had to buy car ads, which is unusual in that industry. The thing is, I think Twitter may have put a crack in that image because he is so publicly flailing with it. So I am like very curious to see how his reputation develops in the next several months to years, because I think a lot of the things that happen at Twitter 
are going to determine how the public thinks about him in a very different way. Elizabeth Lopato is a senior writer at The Verge. Last month, Elon Musk admitted Twitter's cash flow remained negative because of a drop in advertising revenue and debt. This episode was produced by Nell Whitehead, Laura Corrigan and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening.